BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And today I'm going to be doing a solo episode. Technically, it's the second one of the year, but this truly feels like the first one of the year since I kind of already knew I obviously wanted to start off the year solo, talk about patience. But this week, I decided to post on Instagram and ask you guys for some topics or advice questions. And oh my God, I have never gotten so many replies to a Q&A sticker. Like actually, I was kind of shook. I was like, oh my God, it's still going. It's still going. It's still going. So that was very shocking and amazing. So thank you. You can follow me at Lauren Elizabeth on my personal account and then at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. We finally hit over 10k and now we can do swipe ups we have so many things coming so i'm super ecstatic with this little community we're building it's so amazing so let's just jump into the episode and i'll talk to you guys more about our current mood convo when we get there you know it's like let's take things one step at a time shall we okay we shall Starting off with best mood and worst mood of the week, my best mood this week was, I think maybe my therapy session, which like usually it always is, obviously. I think no matter how long you do therapy for, you sometimes just like get that kind of like anticipatory anxiety where you're like, oh, I don't feel like it. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But like I've been doing this shit for a while. So I'm kind of always just like, listen, I know it's good for me. I know that like sometimes I just get anxious about having to do things in general, including therapy, even though I love it. So I don't really cancel. I think it's like easy to cancel at the beginning and make up excuses. But now that it's like, you know, we're in a pandemic, it's a phone call. Um, yes, I don't cancel. I mean, what do I really have to do? You know, I canceled like once this year. It was insane. My therapy session was my best mood because I feel like sometimes it's those sessions where you just have like a lot of built up emotion and you kind of just get this like really good random release where it's like not like one main thing happened in your life, but it's kind of like enough little things have happened, maybe something big combined with little things, whatever it is where you can really just release and like get it all out there. But in for me personally, a very self-aware way and then just get those incredible mood boosting reminders. And I had a really, really anxious week. And I think that I finally actually started to feel settled. I've had so many big changes in my life. And so having this like therapy session where I was able to kind of like acknowledge the stuff I'm still holding on to while also knowing I can feel settled now it's this really interesting thing where it's like I still have stuff I need to work through and heal 
However, I don't have any like actual big changes happening. Like for instance, like I had to go home for the holidays then I had to come back. Then I had to move. Like then my family came in town and now it's like, oh wait, okay, I'm settled. Like is my house perfect? Obviously not. I'm a psychopath. It's probably never going to be perfect, but I can feel settled in a way of like, I don't have to like hurry up and wait for the next thing, which is something I tend to do no matter what. So when there's nothing like crazy huge on the calendar for me, it's a good thing just because I'm so anticipatory, anticipatorial, anxious, anticipatorily anxious. Ooh, is that even grammatically correct? We don't know. We don't care because we know what I'm saying. So I think all in all, my best mood of the week was a mood boosting therapy session and allowing myself to start to feel settled and start to kind of stay in that positive mindset, not just focus on what's coming next, what's the biggest change in the in the books. I feel like, okay, I've gotten all these crazy things done. Like maybe I can stop being psychotic and start being a little more normal. And that is just like an exciting thing to look forward to. Well, I guess I don't even have to look forward to it. I'm just like living it. See, I'm really bad at like living in the moment. Okay. My worst mood this week was irritability. And I'm trying so hard, you guys, to figure out if it's like I'm PMSing the week before my period, the week I'm on my period. Like, I don't know. And it's like, I know my cycle. Okay. Like, do I keep a calendar? No, but you know, I can figure it out with some quick little head math, but it's like, I, sometimes I'm like, ugh, must be getting my period because your girl's a little cranky. And then it's like, oh no, you didn't. And then I'm cranky again. I don't know. All I know is that I, oh wait, Oh my God, I did get my period this week. Oh my God, you guys, it makes sense. Okay, I was super, super irritable. I don't know how I forgot that I got my period uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, okay, this is a little TMI, but you guys, we're just, I'm thinking through it. We're thinking through it together. And okay, so I guess I get really irritable when I'm PMSing. Yay, that was my worst mood of the week because I truly was very irritable. I think I had a big change coming up and I was, I'm was i anxious about change even though I keep doing it to myself. Now that I'm settled and my period is over, I can stop being irritably anxious because that's one of my least favorite symptoms of anxiety is when it makes you like cranky and irritable because you just like want to like push you're like you don't want to deal with anything I don't know I don't know if anyone else can relate to like irritability when anxious it was a huge symptom for me growing up like huge um luckily I grew out of it but apparently one week out of the month I have no control over it because the female body is a beautiful thing This podcast episode is brought to you by Fight Camp. Fight Camp brings the boxing gym right to your home with a mix of cardio and conditioning for a full body workout. Have you ever wanted to learn how to box or kickbox from like real fighters? Like, I don't know. Do you ever just like feel like you want to like punch something like or like think about something and just punch while thinking about it? It could be just like really good for your mental health. And it's obviously good for your physical health. It's a valuable skill. I used to love going to boxing classes, but then 2020 happened and fight camp is made for beginners 
to experienced boxers who want to box from home with new content being released weekly from easy to advanced. It comes with all the gear you need to box at home. So it has a freestanding punching bag, boxing gloves, quick hand wraps, and their unique punch tracking sensors. That is really cool. And it shows you your real time progress and stats on any iOS device. It's also great for kids. And the Fight Camp app comes with over 600 workouts and tutorials. I mean, that's a lot. You can learn from six highly qualified trainers and Fight Camp uses this new tech that tracks every punch you throw. So if you're like really serious or maybe like a boyfriend or a partner or a brother, my my thing always obviously relates to my brothers because like single... But seriously, it's sick. Like my brothers love it because it measures your speed, volume, and output so you can follow your progress and push yourself to compete on the community leaderboard. And you can join the Fight Camp community. So you connect with Fight Camp on Facebook with over 10,000 members and you can share your success and talk through hardships with others online. I know everyone loves a good Facebook group. Fight Camp offers financing so you can pay over 24 months and get your new gym now. And Fight Camp offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. Just go to fightcamp.com slash mood. That's right. Give Fight Camp a try. And within 30 days, if you don't love it, you send it back and you get a refund. Fight Camp is the new way to work out at home. Make a change and join the community that teaches you the art of boxing while following the most intense workouts that are quick as 15 minutes. To get free shipping on Fight Camp, just go to joinfightcamp.com slash mood joinfightcamp.com slash mood let me know if you guys want me to um, post a video of me boxing back in the day when I was like really really good at it I used to box, box like multiple times a week before 2020 and you know I've mentioned this before but I did have the nickname lights out Lauren so if you want to see a vid of lights out Lauren just like let a girl know let a girl know This week for mood boosters, my main mood booster was letting my body rest because, oh boy, did I need it when you're just going a million miles per hour. It it doesn't do it to just like take like a little bit of rest. Like you kind of like need that like full hibernation and it's been freezing cold in LA and I know I can't say that to all of my East Coast people, my Chicago girls. Trust me, I get it. If I text in my group chat that I'm freezing cold in LA, my best friends from Chicago would literally rip me a new one. Um, But it is freezing. Like your body gets used to the temperature here. Like, listen, you guys, my mom and my little brother are here in LA with me, both from Chicago, both freezing cold. It just happens. It's, It's just, it's like a ratio. A ratio? I don't know. It's been freezing. It's been raining. And I've just been exhausted from moving, 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 change, change, change. (sighs) I mean, I'm just fucking excited for maybe my life to be normal if you can't fucking tell. But I let myself rest. I like literally just made boundaries in the sand. I was like, family, I love you. I'm a people pleaser. But guess what? I don't feel like sitting on the couch and watching a movie. I want to be under my comforter and I want my head on my pillow. I I just maybe want to scroll on TikTok. I scrolled on TikTok for two hours one day and it like literally the app told me that I should get off because like they were concerned for my mental health, which is fair, but I just drew those boundaries. I've just been sleeping in. I have been snuggling in bed. I've just really, really been letting myself take it easy. And I took like a little break from work just because I got all of the stuff I needed to get done done. So I have this like had this like week break and it was absolutely fabulous. And I really just let my 
body rest and it did wonders like I popped out of bed this morning I was ready to work I actually did a lot of work yesterday too which I'm really excited about it's such a mood booster is finally just almost being done with this like part of my business that I've always always wanted to do so if you guys are interested in that stuff too let me know as well and then my next mood booster um happens to be this little thing called girl with no job slash book so I haven't read the whole thing yet because I've been letting myself rest and that includes my eyes but you guys it's available so if you listen to last week's episode you guys can go to girlwithnojob.com slash book and get Claudia Oshry's book she is receiving and the reason this is a mood booster for me is because I am so proud of her as her friend and seeing the response that she's getting and seeing her even just (laughs) crying on Instagram story and just being so proud of herself and seeing so many people relate to her story. It just shows you why it's so important to live authentically, like why you don't have to pretend to be this perfect person or not talk about things that make you uncomfortable because it really makes an impact on people and her book is really doing that for people whether they've lost loved ones or they deal with body image stuff and it's just so beautiful and inspiring to see so that for me as a friend is a mood booster and I feel as though it could be a really big mood booster for you guys so make sure you go and order her book because it's available now. And then lastly, my mood booster has just been CBD. I have been taking CBD every single day. I told you guys I'm letting myself rest and just trying to take it easy. And sometimes your anxiety is like, "Um, but we don't want to do that. So, oh my God, I've just been taking like liquid CBD. I've been putting CBD oil like on my face. I took pilled CBD last night. And I think I'm going to start getting back into my supplements because not that they're organized and I'm in the new house. Um, I went through them last night and it's too soon to say what's mood boost but I I feel some on the horizon but CBD a thousand percent has been a mood booster this week it really really works wonders I'm not gonna lie I just I truly truly love it I put I get it in my drinks I get it in the liquid dropper form I have a face oil that's amazing with CBD in it and I took a pill form last night I mean just wow Bethany wow Okay, so one of my beauty secrets is um, actually that I use my tweezers for, mm, I don't know, just about anything you would ever need to use tweezers for. And um, you can just like think about what other places one would use tweezers besides their eyebrows because I have probably used them there and I'm just going to let that one marinate with you. What it boils down to is that most of us just want a simple and personalized way to explore our options, especially if like me, you're less beauty obsessed and more as Birchbox puts it, beauty casual. Oh, I love that. I like I relate to that on such a deep level. The best way to really get to know new products is with expert guidance from Birchbox. I am like an OG Birchbox person. I have been a fan of them since literally the moment they launched because, you know, I'm kind of like an OG like YouTuber and stuff. So I know these things. Birchbox is a service that exists to simplify all of the beauty and grooming product options out there for you. I love that their experts like feel like friends instead of like this overwhelming me with every product out there. They only tell me about the products that are going to be worth checking out for me. Emphasis for me. So every month, the Birchbox experts select five deluxe size samples tailored to your unique beauty profile. Put together a cheat sheet that tells you what to use each product for and how and wrap it all up in a beautifully designed box so you can test drive products at your own pace on your own terms. 
When you find something you like, you can buy the full size on Birchbox.com and earn loyalty points. Doing it. And if something's not for you, the best part, you haven't had to spend tons of time, money, and effort finding that out. I have done that way too many times in the past. So this is kind of like one of my New Year's resolutions as well. So join Birchbox community today by heading over to Birchbox.com slash mood and get 50% off your first box when you use promo code mood. That's promo code mood at Birchbox.com slash mood for 50% off your first Birchbox. Birchbox.com slash mood. Okay, so obviously I got an overwhelming response to my story that um, I wasn't necessarily expecting. I just thought it was going to be like pretty straightforward, but I guess, you know, nothing is ever like that. So we're just going to keep it super casual because honestly, I'm just going to screenshot all of these um, and like organize them for topics for throughout the year for more solo episodes for you guys. And let's just go through some right now together for just a little for just a little casual one-on-one chat. I feel so bad because the first thing I see is how to boost your mood when it's freezing cold and gloomy outside. I mean, listen, girl, I can relate to you because it is my version of that in LA, although it is much worse for many of you throughout the um, other parts of the country. So I I get it. Um, Honestly, like some, it's so different for, for me in LA, obviously, because We don't get this all the time. So like I bask in it, Um, but I totally can get how it can feel like it's like gloomy, right? And so what I like to try to do is I like to do just different types of mood booster, like cozy mood boosters, you know? So instead of like an outdoor walk and like green matcha, it's like, ooh, tea, blankets, fireplace on YouTube you know what I mean so I just like to kind of make like a cozy snuggly relaxing environment and really just let myself get mood boosted by that calming cozy energy instead of like uplifting bright oof 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 so I'm not sure if that's what you're in the mood for but maybe you can try someone said how to deal with anxiety when you're feeling kind of lost. I think when you're feeling kind of lost, it's so easy to have anxiety because you feel lost, which means you don't know where you're going. You feel out of control because you don't know how to solve it. And that's like super anxiety inducing. And I think like anxiety comes from feeling a lack of control for a lot of us and when you're lost obviously so I think you can try to focus on the things you do have control of not beat yourself up about what you don't know focus on what you do know and who you are at your core and if you're realizing you can't think of anything like that like you really have to like take a look in the mirror and just be like bro you're being so mean to yourself like it's like no bueno my guy Sorry, my little brother's in town and I just keep talking like him. But I think that sometimes when we feel lost or when we feel down or when even when we just get triggered and have anxiety, we tend to pile it on. And it's because our mind and body, it's very easy to feed off of negative energy and just keep piling it on. It's very easy for us to keep feeling worse and worse and worse. Like it really takes a lot of strength and work to be able to get out of those kind of head spaces and 
thought patterns. And so you really have to kind of be gentle with yourself, but also know if you're piling it on and you don't have to shame yourself for it. Don't be like, oh, see, look, you're piling it on. Just notice it. Like just notice these things and try to just be like, okay, let me redirect my thought for a moment. And the time in between and the amount you pile on will slowly over time get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller because it's good to acknowledge and to notice how we're feeling and then decide what to do with it. It's like sometimes you can be like, listen, I'm feeling lost. I feel horribly anxious. I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like getting control of anything. I need to take a day. You made that choice. Stick to it. Honor your feelings. Don't shame yourself. Obviously, you can't make that choice every day because you almost can't make the same choice every day anyway. I mean, no one's perfect. Life happens. And also, you will get tired of making the same choice, but you can at least honor your feelings in the moment without shaming yourself. But when you choose to honor them, don't pile it on. If you choose to lay in bed, you can't then be like, oh, I can't believe I just laid in bed all day. I'm so fucking lazy. You cannot talk to yourself like that. So I think my main tip for beginners and people that like are really feeling it, don't know how to deal with anxiety, don't know how to get out of it, is to notice if you're piling it on, acknowledge it, try to kind of disturb that thought pattern, acknowledge it without shame or without judgment, and just maybe try to redirect your attention, even if you have to redirect kind of every 30 minutes and you have to keep redirecting, keep redirecting, it's okay. You can keep redirecting. Like you're not, you know, perfect. You can't just shut off your feelings, but it's a start. Ooh, someone said advice on not feeling good enough for someone. And let me tell you, I do not have all the answers for this at all because it is just, it's something I struggle with. And I don't think I ever realized how badly I do struggle with it until I think getting even deeper in therapy. And it's, it's pretty crazy. And I think we maybe can all feel it on some level, whether it's I'm not pretty enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not nice enough, I'm not quiet enough, I'm not loud enough, I'm not funny enough, I'm not gentle enough. Like whatever it is, I think we can sometimes feel not enough. And I think that something that I always just have to keep reminding myself is that I need to do more work on myself. I can't expect anyone else to make me feel enough. And I can't try to be enough for someone I just have to be enough for someone and like true love and true friendship and true relationships are someone accepting you as who you are and of course they want the best for you and they want to push you to be your best self but they are there for you in the highs and the lows and the imperfect moments and the quote-unquote perfect moments so I think it really obviously starts with us because we wouldn't feel the need to be so enough for someone else if we just knew we were enough, whether it's an employer or like our parents, like it could, it goes for so many different people, so many different situations and for so many characteristics. And I think that it's something that we really struggle with because we're completely always kind of comparing and despairing. And it's a really, really dangerous cycle. And also like comparison is the thief of joy. Yet all we do is compare ourselves to other people just because there's so many comparisons at, like at our disposal because of the world we live in right so 
it's so easy to like find any niche on the internet and just compare yourself to it whether you're comparing your face to someone or your work ethic to someone or your success to someone or someone's relationship to yours like you can find all of that on the internet and then you can also even just do it in real life like trust me I do it with my friends all the time where I'm like oh like I'm never gonna be like them in this way and it's like why are we trying to be like everyone else like and the crazy thing is when you realize and you have those vulnerable uh conversations that I've talked to you guys about like with your girlfriends you realize that like you're actually all doing the same thing like when I was going through my breakup and I would always go to my one friend's house and I would be like, I'll never have as hard boundaries as, as you, and I'll never love myself and respect myself as much as you do in a relationship. Like, you know what you deserve and you, you're not shy about it. And she was like, yeah, but I feel like I'll never be like you, like with like your work ethic and like your natural, like smarts and like decision-making and productivity. And I was like, it was cool in a way of like, we were able to help each other. Even in this really dark time for me, I was still able to be of service to a friend, which felt amazing because for me, asking for help is not fun. So being able to give something back in return and then just be two vulnerable people together was amazing but it also just makes you realize that like she's comparing herself to me I'm comparing myself to her why are we comparing ourselves to each other and obviously a beautiful thing for that is to just be open and honest about it and then you can have those even more meaningful vulnerable friendships and a open your own eyes to that dynamic and b like release it and let it go and stop making it so heavy and like making it this like maybe even resentment that you build towards someone in your life so I think obviously like pretty much every single one of these questions these are all much longer form topics but those are my initial thoughts faux show someone said how to define the relationship slash bring up the what are we talk and the only reason I'm saying this because obviously I don't feel qualified at all to give relationship advice but the one thing I um do well because now um not gonna not gonna like really get into that but um the one thing I the reason I bring that up is because it's kind of like that not feeling good enough for someone talk we just had it's like I want to be that person that's not afraid to bring it up that doesn't feel anxious because I'm afraid that I'm going to get let down or not be enough or a question like I just want to not settle and make what I want very clear and it's like you can either give it to me or not and obviously like maybe it takes heartbreak to get to that point and it's not as easy for everyone and clearly it's not easy for me but that's what I'm working on to get to in a place in the future and so I don't know exactly the answer because I have not done it successfully, but I think a goal for me is to be able to be kind of more, um, what's the word, unapologetic about asking for what I want. And I think the best quote I ever heard was, you can't be mad at someone for not giving you something you never asked for. And that's something I really, really love because I think we tend to build expectations and build narratives in our heads. And then we build these resentments towards people because of them. And it's like, well, did you ever ask them and tell them exactly what you want? And did they not deliver? Or have you just been secretly waiting for something to happen? So you can't really be mad at someone not calling you your girlfriend if you never asked them to be your boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's so much more complex than that. Like every single thing we're talking about. But that's kind of like a good thing, a good quote to live by as well. 
Someone said how to deal with heartbreak while staying motivated. I mean, listen, I'm going to compile all the heartbreak questions for sure, but I think that it was really, really fucking hard, but I knew that I didn't have an option. And I think that I have just been like this my whole life where like I've always had been dealing with so many just like mental health issues, chronic immune issues and all this stuff. And like, it's fucking hard, but you just have to figure out how to keep going. And I think that I always know that like my success in work and my success in myself and it always depends on me and like no one can do it for me and I have to get it done because no one else is going to do it and no matter how much I'm hurting like there were times where I had to ask for time I had to say I couldn't do things um but I did have a really really great team surrounding me that kind of like pushed me when I needed to be pushed but that was more like in a career like way of just like okay we would tell you if it wasn't worth it but like you need to like stop crying put on makeup and take a picture like There are so many photos on my Instagram feed that like you have no idea what I actually looked like like 30 seconds before taking that photo but like had to do a brand brand partnership or had to record a podcast. It's like there is a point where you have to suck it up for certain things and it's not everything and it's not saying like oh don't feel. I think the only reason I'm in such a good place is because I actually felt what I was feeling. I dealt with what I was feeling because you have to feel it in order to heal it. And I did do all of that. But at the same time, it's not like I could just take a two-month vacation because I got my heart broken. I could just take breaks from crying and being like incredibly depressed to get shit done. Because at the end of the day, you're still a fucking boss you're still in charge of your life. No one can do anything for you besides yourself. You can lean on people. You can ask for help. You can ask for support, but like you're the one that has to get out of bed in the morning. And I think that it's great to have people that know when to push you and when not to, and it's great to seek help and all that stuff. And so the thing that motivated me was knowing that I love my job, knowing that I don't want to lose what I have. And kind of it was really hard obviously because my job is much more personal than a a lot of normal jobs where like I you know I I was in a public relationship and I couldn't just be like hey guys I'm going through heartbreak because I didn't want to say anything that I would look back on and later regret because I was too emotional um I wanted to be respectful of the situation and I wanted to be respectful of myself and my future self I, I think that's something that was actually the biggest thing for me I was more so like I don't want you know 35 year old Lauren to look back and be like wow you handled that like so shitty and like also like I'm that's just not my character like I wasn't gonna like just do just like say things I didn't mean and put them up on the internet and be reckless um so it was hard to obviously try to be authentic but then be hiding like really what was going on in my life while vlogging my life Um, but that, that's just something that comes with part of my job and I know that and I just, I had to stay motivated for you guys and I like literally, I just happen to love what I do so much and I love the community that we have and work makes me really happy. So I made boundaries, but I stayed motivated by knowing that I love what I do and I don't want to lose it. And if I let this like heartbreak ruin me, I will lose everything, including what I've already lost. So, you know, you've, you're, you're already dealing with loss. So don't lose other things as well. You know what I mean? Like, trust me, you can take a few weeks, but you know what I mean? 
Someone said how to power through a productivity slump. And honestly, like, I literally said this to one of my friends on FaceTime yesterday. I was just like, your self-worth isn't based on your productivity. Because she was just like, I'm trying to be productive. And like, I don't know, productive, 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 productive. And I was just like, bro, like, did you get what you need to get done, done? Like, you don't have to get everything done in a fucking day. Like, if, like, you don't have to be productive every single hour of every single day. Like, that's just what's wrong with, like, our country and our, like, social, like, you know, what we see and, like, expectations. Like, thankfully, people are talking more about mental health now, but it's, like, you, you it's not, like, it, it's not about being productive all the time. Like, you know, it, everyone's different. Everyone has productivity tips that work best for themselves. What everyone needs a break and everyone needs me time, friend time, like, workout time, like, whatever it is, like... And I know that we confuse working out with being productive and we, you know, maybe think of other stuff as not as productive. And it's just like, what is productivity? Like, just get the shit you need to get done, done, and then do other things that make you happy. Like, I just, I like to do the way that I kind of got through that productivity, like mold is I'm just like, listen, I work differently than people. Like right now, who I am as a person is someone that is never going to have like a nine to five routine every single day. I'm just not wired that way. I mean, hello, that's why I got into this job. And it's just like, it's cool on social media and you like see people being productive and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, I wish I could be like that. Of course, and maybe I can one day, but like, dude, I get just as much shit done as everyone else, even if I'm laying down in bed doing it or if I take a nap in the middle of the day. So why am I shaming myself for that not being productive? Like I need to rest okay I'm a fucking sloth like but I get shit done you know what I mean so it's like stop trying to be like other people's productivity too it's just like I'm so sick of all this like productivity bullshit sometimes it's like just be good at what you do and do a good job and like also make time for other things and just don't be a lazy piece of shit okay I don't know why I got so upset about that but I'm glad I did honestly I am I'm glad I did Someone said, currently in the process of buying my first home and I can't stop stressing. Any advice? Listen, buying a house is one of the most stressful things in the world, but I did upload. And this isn't just a plug because I think it replies, uh, applies to like a lot of things. I did upload a video kind of telling you guys the whole story of how I got this house. But like the moral of this that story, because it's like a super crazy story, but was like finally turning it over to the universe and like the kind of that patience episode that we had on Mood. And it like it just is that it's like you're never going to stop being stressed. You can lower your stress level so it doesn't get to like burnout, anxiety, like panic, all that stuff. There's obviously a healthy amount of stress and like stress is good. We're humans. We stress like it's okay as long as it obviously doesn't go down the other side of the stress curve, which you can refer to on at mood with Lauren Elizabeth Instagram. But it's like especially with such a big decision like that with any big decision in life like you just do have to trust some of the timing of your life some of what's meant to be will be some of patience because otherwise you're almost just like ruining your current life based on what's going to end up happening anyway you know what I mean it's like you're ruining the like what you're doing right now by being stressed about all this stuff when it's gonna work out the way it's supposed to and like I said you're not gonna be able to just not worry about it because there is that peak stress where it's like it helps you get stuff done and if you're not stressed at all like you're lazy and unmotivated and not goal-oriented like that kind of stuff on the stress curve however you don't need to like go into panic and like kind of become almost manic and not be able to like make 
sound and smart decisions because you want to be smart when you're buying a home or whether you're deciding to, you know, do some crazy life altering thing. Um, especially if it's financial or if it's legal, like getting married or, you know what I mean? Like something that's like signing a lease, even just stuff like that. Um, you don't want to make emotional, you don't want to just make that decision based off your emotional state. You want to be also think smartly, right? So try to lower your stress as much as possible by reminding yourself to trust the process by reminding yourself that good things come to those who wait it's all cheesy sayings but bro does it ring true in my life I'm telling you and I've like started to really implement that patience with myself and other things this is a really stupid example but I'm gonna tell you because it you know, it actually does affect my bank account. So technically finances are important. It's not that stupid because what I do is I stress and I want everything done. I want it done now and I want it done. I want it done the right way, but I'm willing to cut corners, right? Because I mean, I'm an alcoholic. I want it now. I want it all and I want it immediately and I want more. And with moving into this house, I, you know, I wanted, I have wanted to really do it the right way. Like this is my home, right? And I want things to come that I love. I made like the smart decision that's going to benefit me in the long run to order a custom bed that's going to take 10 times longer. Is that relatable? Probably not. But what is relatable is probably just emotional shopping. And that's what I usually do is I'm like, I need a rug. I need it now. I don't care. It's cheap and I'll just get rid of it if I don't like it. And da 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 da. Like just go to the fucking store look at some fucking rugs and like don't be lazy don't just get a rug to get a rug then you're gonna hate it and you just wasted like seven hundred dollars or you just buy a bunch of two hundred dollar rugs and then you just wasted a bunch of two hundred dollar like it's just it's kind of that mentality of like for me I'm like patience in these little things your house doesn't need to be perfect and the reason I say it's stupid is because obviously that all sounds stupid but it you know it does affect my finances if I'm just impulsively shopping all the time I mean it goes for clothes too I'm like just because buying this shirt's gonna make me feel better like I really want to like think about it like do I really like it do I really need it because a lot of times what you think you want and need in the moment you don't and I see that the most with shopping because it affects my finances and it affects all the shit that I end up building up over time in my closet, in my bedroom and da, 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 da. And so I've decided to be a lot more patient with kind of like impulse spending. And I think that's a good money saving tip. Maybe. I don't know. As you can tell, I'm not the fucking person to ask. All right. We're going to do one more we're gonna do one more. Someone said tip, someone said feeling insecure in a relationship. I would say refer back to feeling good enough and stuff. And then someone said tips for spiraling after a breakup. And I think that you're gonna spiral. Like I, I, I don't really know. I haven't really watched any like how to get over a breakup videos or how to get over a guy podcasts. I just really did it with the help of my therapist, my sponsor and my friends and my family. And I think doing it with a therapist was, you know, the most beneficial thing I could do. And she just reminded me that like what I'm feeling is totally normal. And of course I'm going to feel depressed. I'm going to feel every symptom of grief, you know, where it was like anxiety denial acceptance like depression like all that stuff you guys like it like I felt like I was losing my fucking mind for like two months and 
you have to feel all those things and you are going to spiral. And it's not about trying to not feel things. Like you have to feel things in order to be human. Yes, we can boost our mood because like sometimes like we get carried away and we don't need to be cranky or we don't need to be down or we can just be okay, but we want to boost our mood. We want to take it to the next level. But you guys, we're never going to not feel things like it is okay to feel sad, to feel anxious, to feel down to feel stressed like that is a part of being human but you can also feel two things at once like I always say you can feel like you're spiraling but also be really grateful that your friends and family are there for you during while you're spiraling you know what I mean and it's like you can do those little mood boosters to make you feel like you're not as crazy or as spiraling and be you know things like getting a therapist and that stuff to help you while you spiral but like listen you're going to spiral. Like if you were deeply in love, you, it is going to be hard. And I think that maybe if you haven't experienced heartbreak, which I have not on this level in the past, it's because I hadn't been that deeply invested and in love before. And so it kind of is like, you know, if you've been in a long relationship or stuff, like it's going to be really fucking hard. And all I can say is as someone who has literally gone through it, there are going to be really fucking bad days. There are going to be okay days. There are going to be really bad weeks. There are going to be fucking great weeks where you feel like you're a new woman and you're over it. And then you're going to start feeling bad again. Then it's going to just become a couple bad days here and there or a couple bad moments. I remember when someone said, I know it's like hard, but time is really the only thing that heals and I was like what the fuck like time like I, I I was not at the point where I needed to hear that everyone said I know it's annoying but it's gonna get easier and I was like it is annoying and it doesn't feel like that and like I was still in denial and not fully in acceptance and you guys it all it, it, the only solution is time like obviously feeling it as well but like it gets easier it really does like you're gonna be okay am I 100% okay obviously fucking not I'd be a serial killer if I was like you know what I mean it's like things take time and you have to feel it and you have to feel things in general and I think you have to give yourself credit and you have to be gentle with yourself and you have to focus on what you do have not what you've lost. Obviously, you're going to think about what you've lost, but maybe remind yourself of some stuff you still have. Don't spiral in a way where you're doing it to yourself. Spiral in a way where you're like spiraling in the the grieving process, you know, not just making yourself feel like shit. You can make yourself feel like shit like every now and then because it's normal, but you know what I mean. Don't make it worse for yourself. That's this week's little solo current mood combo just you and me one-on-one that was not even a dent into the stuff you guys sent in so what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna compile it based off what you guys are saying and do topics because it was really really helpful so I really appreciate it and I personally really like doing solo episodes I also love having guests on so let me know what you guys like and I'll do a little Q&A sticker on at mood with Lauren Elizabeth because I did it on my personal account last time so to really narrow it down to what you guys exactly want I'm going to put it on there as well. So throughout the year, we can have some amazing episodes as we already have been having in 2021. So thank you guys so much. Make sure to go leave me five stars on the Apple podcast store. It means a lot. It helps a lot. Five stars, subscribe, leave a kind review, follow me on Instagram, 
check out the YouTube videos. I've been vlogging a ton and there's a lot more coming. Just a great, great year. No matter what happens, we can focus on ourselves and we can make sure we're doing the best we can. I love you guys so, so much and I will talk to you next week. Bye.